Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ronnie Cars with Tats. I'm your host, Mike Tanner, and today I want to talk to you about doing the damn thing. Um, I have a lot of ideas. I often run them by my wife because she's pretty good at laughing at the ideas that need to get laughed at, loving the ideas that need to get loved, and punching the ideas that need to get punched. Um, because there's a lot of times that I don't always flesh out the ideas when I first get started. I always, in the end, you know, end up with a workable solution based on whether or not this is a real thing I can actually do. But there are many times along the way where I, I kind of get rolling into things quickly. But today I really want to talk to you about specifically the way I do that and the way that I'm able to turn over ideas very, very quickly. I had a few people that I met for the first time this weekend at a conference I was at, and they asked what I did. And it's a loaded, loaded question. I'll answer it very briefly here, because sometimes when I say all the things, I sort of have to take a step back and think about it a little bit. So I run an agency called One Red Cat Media. We are a small agency from a person perspective. We have basically a two-person staff that handles most of our projects, and then we bring on a couple of local freelancers that we've partnered with. So a lot of companies do that, but a lot of companies just sort of find people whenever they can. We've been really fortunate to find people that we really, really love to work with. And so that's what we do. We build websites. We design logos. We've done branding and discovery for for clients looking to sort of figure out who they are. We just helped a a financial services company rebrand in every conceivable way. And we also write and support content in terms of blogs, eBooks, and pieces of gated content that might help companies drive their marketing. And we provide social media support. So for some companies, that means developing social media skeleton calendars. And for other companies, that means straight up social media management. So that's a lot, right? That seems like a lot. I basically do that two mornings a week and a whole bunch of evenings because my full-time gig is as a stay-at-home dad. My son is in grade one. So he's off to school, you know, from... 8.30 to 3 o'clock, Monday to Friday. My daughter is in preschool two mornings a week. That's the days that I have daytime hours. And then I'm with her full time the rest of the time. I help run a play group called Mom's Morning Out, which the laughing joke has always been that I actually like leaving it that way because it's kind of fun to be around all these awesome moms. And I am one of the lead organizers for a conference called PodCamp. I am one of the lead organizers for a conference now called WordCamp. I am a volunteer and sort of guy who does a bunch of different things for a local conference called BlogJam. I run a coaching business helping entrepreneurs small business owners and people try and figure out what they need to do and and how to do it. And I just wrote a book on that topic. I also work 
helping my wife manage her medical clinic and providing them with support for web social uh, business development and management. That's a whole bunch of things. And I often get asked, like, well, what, when do you breathe, sleep, eat, etc.? And the answer is I, I do make time for other things. I'm an avid video gamer. I play board games once a week. I play hockey once a week. I spend time with my wife occasionally, although we're both very busy. But the way that I've been able to do this, the way that I've been able to actually make this work, and what I think a lot of people don't necessarily do is I treat every idea I have like a junior high love interest from when I was, you know, 13 years old. Like, and what I mean by that is I don't temper myself. I dive in and I, I start getting things done. I did not hesitate to ask out girls who I liked when I was in junior high or high school because I thought, well, it might not work out, but it might. And I basically just continued on the idea that it might, and I don't want to waste those opportunities. And I've used that as a way to sort of model the ideas I've had going forward. Every time that I've had an idea, I've had, a, I've had more ideas fail than most of you have had ideas. And what I mean by that is I've, when I say fail, I don't mean, you know, I got through it and, and came to a point where I wasn't succeeding. Some ideas that I have fail very, very early on because I just think, hey, this would be neat. I start fleshing it out and then I realize I don't have the time, I don't have the interest, I, I don't have the resources, it's not a great idea, whatever it is. But I am absolutely committed to coming up with those over and over again. I was in the midst of developing a local charity organization when I realized that I just didn't have the time to commit to it that the way I wanted to. I have joined multiple organizations and helped run things and sometimes had to bow out because it just wasn't what I was looking for. I have built an entire website for a side business. I've had a business model for it. I've gone out and got all of the social profiles that I needed and then never launched because I realized, okay, well, this, this isn't quite what I want to do. But the way that I continue to be successful and the way that I continue to drive myself is by continuing to do. I do as often as I can. I'm constantly doing. And when I look at the list of the things I have to do, so many people have these lists and they organize them and they quantify them and they qualify them and they sort them and they categorize them and they prioritize them. And I don't do any of those things. I do things that need to get done. And a prime example is the list of blog posts that I, that I have on the go. There are some time sensitive ones that require my attention, but generally I just have an ongoing list of 15, 20, 25 blog posts that I want to write. And instead of me saying, oh, I'm going to write this one here, I'm going to write this one here, I'm going to write this one here, I look at that list and say, what, what strikes me right now? And I do that with most of the tasks that I have. And a lot of people say, well, like, aren't, isn't the work you do time sensitive? Like, if you're building a website for a client, isn't that time sensitive? Well, it is, 
But what I'm here to tell you is that you deciding that things are time sensitive and prioritizing them as such does not make you accomplish those things any faster. I firmly, firmly believe this. I do not think that you putting, you know, putting things in order creates a situation where you're necessarily going to complete those things at a faster rate than I'm going to complete those things. I just don't believe that it's true. And I don't believe it's true from experience. I used to spend a lot of time trying to organize my, what I had to do because I really felt overwhelmed with how much I had to do. And then I realized that organizing what I had to do was actually, it was just adding another to-do. And it was adding a to-do that was specifically non-productive and kept me from doing the other things. So what I started doing was saying, all right, tonight, like, here's maybe, like, maybe five things I could maybe be working on tonight. What strikes me? And through that, I've been able to accomplish much, much more. I also have a tendency to break things down into very, very small pieces, pieces that I can succeed at quickly and effectively, rather than looking at things like build a website as a, ta- as a task. I don't look at that as a task. I look at that as a project. And the pieces of that are tasks. So developing content, uh, wireframing, getting the domain, setting up the back end, all those sorts of things. Each of those things becomes an individual task. And I can do those things whenever I want. And I can get them done very, very quickly. So by doing this, I'm able to basically accomplish more than if I were more organized about it. So this is what I mean when I say do the damn thing. Far too often we are focused on figuring out what to do next. Don't figure out what to do next. Do what is next, what is in front of you. Do what you want to do. In some cases, you'll find that the things you don't do, uh, you don't do for a reason. (laughs) You don't want to do them and you'll end up not doing them. But I would rather you not do them I would rather you not do them because you've come to that realization than not do them because you, you know, just keep putting them off. I like when we realize what's working and what isn't and then and then go ahead and and do. So one of the things that you'll find is you'll have a list of, say, I, I do this all the time. I have a list of 10 blogs, for example. And I see one and I think, yeah, I want to write that right now. So I write it and I see another one and I want to write that right now. And then I get into a groove and I start really writing. And I'm so I'm writing and I'm writing and I'm writing and I'm writing more and more and more. And I finish like eight of them. And I'm still totally in the groove. But I look at a title and go, no, I'm actually not going to write that. That was either misconceived or, or no longer time, you know, no, no longer relevant. Uh, or it's, it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't powerful enough for me to really want to make that into a piece of content. And if it was really, really relevant and I needed to do it, then I would have done it when it was relevant. But we, we push things off, we push things off and we just need to be more cognizant of when we're doing that. So if you have a project that you're working on or a project that you want to work on, I would really encourage you to go with a very loose, wide open concept of what the tasks you have to do are. There's always tasks that you have to do first. If I'm building a brand new website and we needed a certain domain, 
I need to get that domain first. I need to get that domain so that we don't not get that domain. And so that is, you know, something that comes in very, very early. But for example, if I'm, you know, I, I, when we prioritize things, we give ourselves outs. We give ourselves easy, easy outs. Well, I can't do that yet because I have to do this first. And I can't do this first because I'm waiting on this. And I can't do this because that requires this. And I am just waiting for someone else to do that. And we spend a lot of our time saying, I can't do this because we're waiting on someone else. Don't wait on someone else. Find shit you can do right now and get it done. Today, for example, I was working for my wife uh, doing some computer stuff. And a lot of it required waiting. A lot of it required, and we do this all the time. It required, you know, I've got to set this up and now I have to wait. I need to do this and now I have to wait. So what I started doing was popping back and forth between other small tasks that I could complete in those periods of time. I don't, I no longer agree with multitasking. People who say they're good at multitasking are basically maybe, maybe better than some others at multitasking. But that does not mean that they are a good multitasker. Simply means that they're better than some other people at multitasking because the vast majority of people, including and maybe even especially those people who say that they're good at multitasking, are full of it. They say they're good at multitasking because they have to multitask or they think they have to multitask. So they figure, why not have a positive attitude about it? Instead, what I did was I said, okay, I have these little tiny tasks, each one of which is just going to take me a couple minutes. So I'm waiting. Okay, while I'm waiting, I'm going to complete this task. While I'm waiting, I'm going to complete this task. And if you do that and you do that effectively, you're left at the end of that going, wow, look at how much stuff I actually accomplished. And when I look at the amount of stuff I'm actually able to accomplish by not organizing my ideas, by not organizing my thoughts, by not making priorities, then I, I'm, I'm just blown away by it. Now, the flip side. Sometimes shit needs to get done. If I have a, a high priority project that has a, a schedule that is, you know, tighter than normal, you know, I've had clients say we need this within such and such a period of time. I do keep them on the forefront, forefront, and I do try to get that done before I do anything. But I also, that works into it because when I look at it, I know it has to be done. The idea of these sort of scattered lists that I create that that don't have priorities is that your mind is really good at first glance at prioritizing things. And the more you think about it, the more you'll figure out a different way to prioritize things. But when we think about things like our first impression, it's often right. We are often right about what needs our focus, what needs our energy, what needs our attention. We're often right about that. Where we tend to fail is where we then go, ah, maybe something different. And I look at everything now from an ROI perspective, return on investment. I was working with a local company, helping them put together a newsletter for an event that they had coming up. They'd had, okay, open rates, okay, click rates, but not really what they were really wanting. And they wanted some ideas on, on how to improve those numbers. 
So we worked on a few things and we, I sort of templated it all out. We wrote out the content, we got it all in place. And the, the business owner said, okay, I'm, I'll, I'll look over this tonight and, and then I'll press send. And I said, no. And she was like, what's that? I said, no, you will not look at this tonight and then, you know, press send later. You will not give another ounce of thought to this after we leave this coffee shop table. You will glance at it now. You will deal with glaring mistakes and then you will click send and we'll be done with it. She's like, well, what if there's, what if there's this and what if there's that? I'm all for doing a good job. I really am. I, I mean, there's, there's no argument that I could possibly have against doing a good job. Nothing. But I will say that I'm against painstaking work with no reward. And so what I said to her was, what's, what's the return going to be on this, on this investment of your time? So you're going to spend, let's say, two hours tonight pouring over this email trying to get every single piece of it exactly the way you want it to be. And then what's, what's going to happen? What's your, what's your desired result and what's your expected result? Well, your desired result is obviously that you're going to have a lot more people go ahead and click and sign up for this session. But is the fact that you used should versus could going to dramatically, you know, in the middle of the body of an email, is that going to dramatically improve the open rate? Certainly not, because no one's going to see that before they do it. Is it going to improve the click rate? Maybe. Maybe by how much? If we have 400 people click on something, and we have two people that decided not to click on something because you spent an extra hour or two hours working on that assignment, or that, 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 uh, newsletter. Okay. How much, like someone who clicks on that, what's the chance that that individual is going to go ahead and, and buy your product or, or do whatever it is. Okay. So you figure out that, okay, of every 20 people that click on this, one person's going to buy. Okay. So we're saying that two people might not click on this. Okay, so there's almost no chance that that's going to have any impact on your bottom line. And I think about this in so many different ways. When you think about MVP, what's called minimum viable product, the idea of like launch it when it has all the things it has to have and it's it's ready enough to get out there because we painstakingly try to do better. And that's that's a great human quality that we want to be better than we are right now. But we have to, when, when you're dealing with that from a business standpoint or a productivity standpoint, you have to temper that with how much better is this effort going to make me? And we always want to strive to be better. But honestly, I don't want to spend 15 hours of work in order to make me a half a percent better this week than I was. And we do this all the time. And we do this with to-do lists. We look at a to-do list and we say, okay, I could do better. I'm going to do better. All right. So what are the things I really want to do? What are the things I really have to do right now? 
and we look at it and we say, okay, well, you know, I can maybe do this here and I can maybe do that there. And we start moving things and we shuffle things around and we put things in new categories and we decide that this is going to be here and we're going to make a list of all the things we're going to do today. And then an hour has passed. But we're doing a great job trying to figure out what we're going to do next and why we're going to, you know, when we're going to do this and when we're going to do this and another hour has passed. And, you know, we decided to color code things because, I mean, you know, obviously color coding is a better solution because once you color code something, then you ha- you know that fuchsia is the important thing and, you know, off fuchsia is, you know, just something that you might want to do. And so we've done that, but I mean, we haven't properly bullet pointed everything. We want to make sure that we bullet point the things that are, you know, higher level, and then we can use a different kind of bullet point in order to show that this is maybe not as important, even though we kind of got that from the hierarchy of the words in the first place. And you can go on and on and on, and you can waste a whole day trying to figure out what in the hell you're going to do. And I am absolutely against that concept. I'm absolutely against the idea that you need to spend more time trying to convince yourself of what's important. If you told me the 10 things that you want to accomplish in the next, let's say, year, 10, you could put 20 on that list. You could put 50 on that list. You put whatever you want. I guarantee you that if I said, okay, you can only do one, what's it going to be? You'd find that thing. And you'd find that thing very quickly. If I told you, if you decide right now, on this list of 10 things, if you decide right now, what's the thing you want to do, you can do three of them. And every minute that goes by that you don't choose one of those things, you can do one less thing. So if you decide right now, you can do three things. A minute from now, you can do two things. A minute after that, you can do one thing. And a minute after that, you're not going to accomplish anything. I can all but guarantee you that you're going to tell me those three things that you're going to get done. And this is why I say, do the damn thing. Stop spending so much time trying to figure out what you should and shouldn't do and do the things that in your soul, you know you need to do. And if you can do that, you're going to be much more successful. So whether you're running a agency whether you're a coach, whether you're a consultant, whether you're a trainer, whether you're an educator, what, it doesn't matter what you are. Your job could literally be making custom clothes for domesticated pot-bellied pigs. I can tell you that you probably spend too much time trying to figure out whether you should make buttons right today for those little cardigan sweaters for domesticated pot-bellied pigs or whether you should make the actual sweaters or whether you should make the socks or whether you should make that little cool cowboy hat you decide to make. You're spending way too much time focusing on all those things. So instead, pick something, do it, start now, right now, end of story. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was a little bit of a rant, I know. But I think that sometimes the things that are in front of us, uh, you know, the the idea that you can't see the forest through the trees is something that I really do strongly believe in. And I think that far too often we're focused on aspects of things without just sort of digging into it. 
And I, I deal with a lot of people who deal in theories. They deal in the ideas of, well, you know, it'd be a neat idea. And I learned about this and I read about this, and but they don't do anything. It's one of the things I love most about my partner, Mike Sear, is that Mike is constantly like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing now? What are we doing tomorrow? What are we doing? What are we doing right now? What are the things we can do at this exact moment? And he's not a huge fan like me. He's not a fan of categorizing when things should happen and when things shouldn't happen. He's a fan of getting things done. So again, I hope you enjoyed today. If you have any feedback, anything you want to tell me, if you think I'm totally wrong and you think that the most important thing in the world is a really, really pretty, really, really well thought out to-do list, I'm listening. Uh, I have not personally found that to work for me, nor have I found that to work with the people I've worked with, but I'm listening. I'm always happy to hear your ideas, and if there's something that we say that you wholeheartedly disagree with, I'd love to hear it. You might convince me I'm wrong, and I mean that honestly. Not everyone always means that honestly. I mean that honestly. You might convince me I'm wrong. I've said this before, there's nothing I like more than finding out that I'm wrong about something because it lets me gain knowledge that I didn't have before. Please reach out to us at One Red Cat Media on just about every platform. It's mike at oneredcat.com. We'd love to hear from you if you want to be a guest, if you want to be a sponsor, if you want me to stop talking on the internet, whatever the case may be, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, again, I, I really hope you got a lot out of today and that You spend the rest of the day that you've listened to this getting shit done. Have a great day.